So with the Six Nations just around the corner and Warren Gatlin due to name his squad within the next couple of weeks, I thought it would be worth looking at a couple of uncapped players that might just about make his squad. With that in mind, I'm going to get straight into it and I'm going to go with number one and that is Morgan Morris. Now if anyone really deserves a chance on this list, it's Morgan Morris. He's been absolute Mr. Consistent for the Ospreys for like three years. I think he's won like their player of the year for like three years in a row. That just shows the level of consistency, shows what the players think about him, what the coaches think about who work with him on a weekly basis. He's got this real uncanny knack of breaking tackles. He runs hard and comes on good angles. He seems to break, like I said, break a lot of tackles. And this year he's really upped his sort of work rate defensively as well, which I really like. There is definitely uh, some room in the back row. Jack Morgan is obviously injured. I know he plays in a different position, but that's a back row position that has to now be filled. To Toby Falatau, he's apparently going to be fit by the end of this month, but how much game time is he going to get? He's probably going to be better getting sort of weaned into the squad. I know he came into the World Cup and just performed straight away because he's that good, but I don't know if that's the right thing to do when we've got some other players. We need to start thinking about the future maybe and longevity. I know Wayne Wright's fancy in that position but we've also got a little bit of a gap at six so Wayne might could potentially see himself at six I'm not too sure but I think Morgan Morris deserves a chance he deserves to be looked at at least in the squad in the environment um, see what he what he's like around the other players and how he how he acts and stuff like that it seems like the coaches at the Ospreys love him so they're probably happy that he's not getting uh, pinched away by Wales but Gatland has always been a really good judge of whether players are good enough to come from in, uh, regional to international. So there's got to be something he sees in Morris that he doesn't like. Like you think about all of the players that were in that wider World Cup squad and he still didn't get in. So I'm not too sure what's going on there. But he still carried on improving this year and I think he deserves an opportunity. Like I said, get him in the squad. Have a look at him. What, what harm can it do? Um, and I think... He will definitely put his hand up. Whether he's that calibre at World Cup, uh, at international, we don't know. But let's give him an opportunity to uh, to prove himself. So yeah, my number one pick is Morgan Morris. For my next pick, I'm going to go full back, and that is Cameron Winnett at Cardiff Blues. Um, this season, he's burst on into the team, and he's made himself pretty much indispensable. He's only 20. He's got the prowess of playing for the under 20s as well and he has been brilliant for Cardiff all season considering how young he is and that is quite a high pressure position a lot of like hard defensive work he's been absolutely rock solid brilliant under the high ball he's not really big for fullback but under the high ball he's been solid all season and he's got a real attacking prowess but it's his kicking game that's really come on over the last like year or two He's been putting Cardiff in some really good positions. And um, with the lack of any natural successor at fullback, I think Cameron Winnett's got definitely a good chance to get in the squad, if not maybe on the pitch. I don't know. There's so much competition for places in the back three. Um, we know that Johan Lloyd is going to possibly get an opportunity to be in the squad. Sam Costello might still have that 10 jersey he came back on the weekend. So um, it'll be interesting to see who gets that fullback jersey. Um, Kai Evans also another one. But Cameron Winnett has been just so consistent for the Blues. 
for the first half of this season and even when he's played in the bigger games, the derbies, the European games, he's looked assured and he's looked really good. So I'm really excited to see what he can do now going forward. The, he's got such a high ceiling, I think, for his ability. He's really quick. Uh, he's got great footwork. He's good at running the ball back. But like I said, his kicking game has been really, really good for the Blues this season. And it's been underrated. And anyway, regardless of whether he gets in this squad or gets to start in any of the games in the Six Nations, I honestly think he's going to be the fullback going forward over the next five to ten years. I, I honestly think he's going to be that good. So, yeah, my second pick is Cameron Winnett. My next player is staying with the Blues, and I'm going to go with Mackenzie Martin. Now, this might be a little bit premature for um, Martin. He's only played, I think, like six, maybe seven games for the Blues. Another under-20s product. But he's got all of the athletic tributes that you want attributes, sorry, that you want from a number eight. He's uh, tall and like rangy. He's got a similar like body type to what like a young Toby Falatow used to have. So I don't want to put that type of pressure on him. But he's come in for the Blues and he's looked really comfortable. He hasn't looked out of place. He looks like he can deal with the physicality, which is always tough for forwards coming from a young sort of the young age group age grades coming into the first team um, dealing with that physicality but he looks like it's not an issue he looks like he knows basically how to handle himself and I think he's going to be a good player going forward I think he's potentially a successor for the future I do think it's a bit early for him now but the fact that these young players are coming through uh, is great I think we could see him come into the squad like we say like we were saying about Morgan Morris there is a little bit of an injury situation in the back row so bringing him into the squad getting a look at him bringing him into the environment seeing what he's made of see if he can handle uh, handle being in that pressure situation and we've seen him do it before where he's brought in these young players uh, remember when he brought in I think it's Harry Robinson and uh, Tom Pridey was the other one that he brought in to have a look when they were like really young and barely played any regional rugby but he wanted to have a look at them didn't really work out great for those players, unfortunately. But I think Mackenzie Martin is a different gravy. I honestly, I like I said, I honestly, when I watch him, I feel like he's like exactly the same as a young Falatau. Now, like like I said, that is a massive jump. I know I've gone a long, a long way forward here, but I honestly think he's got the potential. I've probably got a little bit of Cardiff Blues bias, but I've not seen anything from him yet that I've thought. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be an issue. Everything I've seen is I've been impressed in every game. Like I said, it's a very small sample size, six, seven games. But in every one, he's looked really good and he's dealt with physicality. Even when they played to lose and they got pretty much battered, he looked like he could sort of deal with the physicality of that type of team. So there's a big chance moving forward now for him. Whether it's this Six Nations or maybe a bit further down the line, he's definitely going to feature at some point for Wales. I'm pretty sure of it. So yeah, Mackenzie Martin is my third pick. Moving over to the Scarlets now. The Scarlets haven't had many shining lights really this season, unfortunately. But one of them has been Eddie James coming through. Um, he's 21. He's a really good, strong inside centre. Big boy, big ball carrier. Um... He's actually come on, he came in due to a couple of injuries, I think, and he managed to nail down a bit of a spot, and now he's competing. And when you actually think about 
the midfielders that the Scarlets actually do have. You're looking at Johnny Williams, Joe Roberts, um, John uh, Davis, and even Scott Williams is there. And Eddie James is competing with them, getting starts, getting game time, and actually looking real comfortable. Um, I've seen a couple of interviews with Dwayne Peel where he's talked about Eddie James and how they wanted to bring him in slowly and they were impressed about how quickly he acclimatised and uh, how sort of strong he carried the ball. Uh, he was really good in the derby that he played for against Cardiff. He was really strong carrying in that and he's just looked pretty assured. He's looked comfortable in there. Uh, he's only 21 but um, he was playing for Finetley and now he's been playing for the Scarlet. So He's doing really good. He actually even spent a few months in New Zealand for playing for a side out there for a bit of development. So that's an interesting uh, thing as well, where he's got some experience outside of Wales and actually learned a bit of different culture. And obviously everyone knows the standard that they play over there um, is amazing. So the coaching he probably received in that time and he probably learned a lot and it's definitely helped him. I think this is a bit of a long shot for him to get called up. But there is sort of... We're not really sure who's coming behind North and Tompkins. Uh, I thought Grady would be the natural successor at 13 for North. But I think um, he's been playing so well on the wing that we might actually even see him feature for Wales on the wing. Um, he's been sort of hard to ignore with his play. But... Then outside of that, you've got like Max Llewellyn who's playing in Gloucester, who's a young guy. There's a few young guys coming through and there's room for someone to put their hand up and, and uh, make a big impact. So I don't know if it's a bit early for James. He's got to probably nail down a spot in the Scarlets first, which is going to be hard. With Like I said, they've got Johnny Williams and Joe Roberts ahead of him at the moment. But whenever he's played, I've been very impressed. He looks mature. And again, another one, like we were talking about, Mackenzie Martin, he's clearly able to deal with the physicality um, of the professional game at still only 21. So it's it's exciting for the Scarlets. They've got some real good backs. It's just they're struggling up front, and that's what's really letting them down, especially the front five, the front row especially, has uh, been what's letting them down. So um, I thought I'd give the Scarlets fans something to be a bit more cheery about in this one. And Eddie James is definitely one of those players to keep an eye out for. If not this Six Nations, maybe the next one. But you never know. Gatlin does like to throw these curveballs in. And we know he likes his big 12s, big ball carriers. So uh, we could see Eddie James in. Who knows? So my next player, we're going to go back to the back row and back to the Ospreys. And we're going for Harry Deves at Flanker. Now, Deves has been really, really impressive in the opportunities he's had for the Ospreys this season. He's coming due to injuries. Tipperick is injured and now Jack Morgan is injured. So he's going to get an ex uh, a further extended run in the team, which is obviously good. But he's come in and he's impressed. He's looked like a bit in the Sharks game where the Ospreys uh, got the victory in the stoop. He looked like a bit of a game racker. And he's pretty much caused issues in, at the breakdown for every team he's come up against. Even in this um, derby that just went, he unfortunately went off injured. I think it was just a concussion protocol though. Uh, so hopefully that's nothing serious. But um, in that game, even early on, the game suited him and he was turning ball over, getting jackal penalties. So he's um, a really max effort player. Um, he's got high energy. 
and he just flies around into everything and I really like that about him. He's got that noticeable yellow scrum cap which I've spoken about before which is a smart move on his part because you can always tell where he is on the pitch. Um, he's obviously learned that off his mate Tip Rick and obviously touching on that he's in some really good company in that back row. Tip Rick has been one of the better se best sevens Wales have had over the last like five plus years. Uh, Jack Morgan is now becoming one of those the best sevens in the uh, in Wales and, and possibly in the world. So learning with those players, learning off those players, competing against those players in training is only going to improve him, I think. And um, as we've spoken about loads of times in this video already, there is availability in the back row. And I think he's in a really good position to maybe get a call-up. I think he could potentially be a little bit of a surprise call-up. Um, but anyone who's really watched him uh, will probably won't be surprised because he's he's got a real bit of quality, um, and he is a little bit like I said of a game racker. Played for the under twenties. He's twenty two, so still very young, but um, he's been given an opportunity. Like a lot of those players that we've spoken about in this list so far, he's been given an opportunity and he's taken it with both hands, um, and that's very impressive. He seems like. Um, quite mature and I, I really just like his play style like I said it's just he's just everywhere and he's like I said really high energy and um, I think he's going to really improve now as the season goes on and he gets a bit more of a run in the team and I think he could be a, a shout for the team who knows so sticking with the Ospreys we're going to move on to scrum half and that's Ruben Morgan Williams now, Morgan Williams is 25, so he's not as young as some of the other people in this list, but he's still got plenty of promise, and he's sort of been touted for a while as a potential uh, player for Wales. He sort of struggled previously with having to be stuck behind, like, Reese Webb, who was obviously a high-quality player, but with him leaving now, the opportunity opened up, and Morgan Williams is the first choice, and he's really taken it with both hands. He's been pretty consistent through the season, um, he's actually started scoring uh, more tries, which is great. He, he's good at running that scrum half line that everyone's good at these days. But um, yeah, he's really improved. His maturity, his kicking game has got a lot better. He's taken on a lot more responsibility in controlling the game and kicking with the Ospreys being forced to play like younger players at 10, like Jack Walsh. And it was good to see they had that real down game against the Dragons where they were terrible. And you've got to be honest, Morgan Williams was pretty terrible himself. But then they bounced back straight away. I think it was the next week against the Scarlets. And he was actually fantastic. And he actually kicked a lot better. Controlled the game and was a lot more like precise with his game management and stuff like that. Which is obviously a good thing. Now, I think there's an opportunity here to... I, he's not going to play because Gareth Davis and Thomas Williams are going to be battling out for that spot. But again, he's one of these players that I want Gatlin to have a good look at. And he can come in and see if he's good in the environment. He's played for the under 20, so so he has been in that environment before, or type of environment. But I just think it's worth, and this is no disrespect or anything against Kieran Hardy. Kieran Hardy's been like the second or third choice scrum half for the last few years now. We know what we got in him, but I think it's time we give someone else a chance and like like use it as like a developmental thing. Bring him in, see if he's good, let him learn off these more experienced players like Gareth Davis, Thomas Williams, and it gives Gatland a good opportunity to get a good look at him because Gareth Davis coming towards the end, Thomas Williams not that far behind him. 
And then if you say Kieran Hardy is the next in line uh, and the the best choice, he's not exactly young. I think it's worth just, again, nothing against Kieran Hardy, maybe leaving him out, bring Morgan Williams in and just get him, giving him a look, giving him a chance in that environment. Uh, because I think he's deserved it. He's been really good this season and consistent. And um, he's improving as, as the season's going on. And he's really taking that leadership role. So... Yeah, I would be interested to get him in and see if the hype is real with him. So, yeah, that's what I would like to see. Now, before I go on to my last two, I'm going to give a few honourable mentions. I don't necessarily think these players are going to be called up to the squad, but I think there could be an outside chance, and maybe you never know, might be a surprise. So, the first one I'm going to look at is Morgan Morse. Um, well, it's a little bit cheeky because I picked him in my players to watch at the start of the season and then he burst on the scene pretty much in that Blues and Ospreys derby where he scored that tri- individual try from just over halfway and sort of announced himself to the world. Um, I don't think it's, he's ready yet. He's 18. I mean, how the hell is he 18? He, he's, he's a monster, but he's only 18. Um, he's only just finished playing for the under 20, so... Let's give him a chance. Let's not uh, rush him. And that's what Toby Booth said as well. But yeah, just you never know. You never know. Gatland likes a surprise. Um, another player, an outside bet, uh, could be Steph Hughes in the centre. Uh, like I was saying previously, we've sort of got the two players, George North and Tompkins, who are like the senior players. And we haven't really got anyone who's like Steph Hughes. Uh, he's been playing good for the Dragons, Dragons haven't had the best season but I think he's been with their better players, he's a real leader, real intelligent player, seems to have a lot of respect from players and maybe could be useful to have in the squad, maybe not necessarily in a match day squad but um, yeah, in the, around the team environment seems to have a lot of, uh, a very intelligent player and seems to have a lot of respect from his peers so that is Steph Hughes. Another Dragons player could be Harrison Keddy. I've been really impressed with him, especially in the last few weeks. Um, he is a real big number seven. He's a big sort of abrasive player. Maybe not as like technical as some of the other players that have been on this list, but he's really aggressive and he gets in people's faces. And I, yeah, I quite like him. He's a big unit. He's a big strong ball carrier and uh, really hard to stop in those close quarters and coming onto the ball strong. And, uh, yeah, he likes to get stuck in, so I like that about him. Um, another one from the Blues, I, I could think Ben Thomas has got an outside chance. Gatlin did mention him at 10 a few months ago. I don't see that happening. He hasn't played 10 at all. Although De Beer did get injured, uh, I don't know what type of injury that would be, but if that puts him out, Ben Thomas is probably the next in line for the 10 jersey at the Blues. But... I hope that doesn't happen because he's been really plying his trade well at 12. He's improved on his defence and his running lines have really improved. His kicking game is good. He's got quite a big boot and he's really improved in getting over that gain line, running good angles and it's a second distributor and second outside half in that 12 position, which is always useful. Um, I think he could potentially another one get in the squad, but I don't know. It's It's 50-50. I don't think it'll be 10, though. I think it'll be 12. So, And he offers a little bit different to the other options we have in that position. So you never know. And then finally of the honourable mentions is Karwin Tupolotu. Now, 
he get, seems to get a lot of plaudits from pundits and fans alike. I don't think he's that good, but he does have some good games and he shows a lot of promise. He's been promising a lot for the last, the last few years, hasn't really delivered yet. He looked like he was going to really start delivering on that promise at the start of the season and then he sort of fought, fell off. Um, the Scarlets have been going terrible, like I said earlier, so that makes it difficult for him, especially playing at the back of that pack that seems to be in reverse. But he, like I said, he is young. He's only 22. He does carry a lot. Um, but I'd like to see him make some more big, impactful carries rather than just carrying for carrying sake. But like I said, he seems to get a lot of plaudits from pundits and coaches. And I think maybe he's one that could grow into that role. Like I said, still only 22. So we will see. But yeah, he is my last honourable mention. And uh, those are guys who I really think are out on the fringes. But you never know. There's always one or two surprises in every squad announcement, pretty much. And one of those guys, you never know. But anyway, let's go back to the main list. And my penultimate player and my last forward is going to be Alex Mann from Cardiff. Um, he's an absolute workhorse. I absolutely love him. He's burst on the scene this season. And he has been absolutely tremendous. He's been so consistent for Cardiff. And he is literally playing pretty much every game. He's been almost indisposable to Matt Sherratt. What I love about him is just his pure work rate. He just seems to be everywhere. It's like one of those uncanny players that it's obviously the work rate is so high, but his rugby intelligence must be high as well because wherever the action seems to end up, he always just seems to be in and around it, whether it's an important kick chase, an important chase back, an important tackle, an important carry or turnover. Like he, he just always seems to be in and around it. And the weird thing is, is he seems like a quite a quiet guy, even though he has captained the under-20s, so uh, good leadership qualities. He seems like one of those guys who leads by example, and he just goes about his business without any fuss. And uh, I really love that about him. His play style sort of reminds me of Dan Lydiot, and not for the fact that he puts in these massive hits. It's just these. This, he's like a glue player that allows other players to do their job and he just goes around doing all of the rubbish and all of the dirtiness that people don't necessarily notice as much. Um, if you haven't really, know, if you think this is a bit of a surprise and you haven't noticed him, I, I just ask you next time you see him play for the Blues, just have like a conscious effort to notice when you know, uh, see him and you'll actually notice that he starts popping up all over the place and consistently popping up. Um, I think this is another one in the long shot. I've got quite a few long shots, I realise, now going through this list. But I think he's the type of player that Gatman likes, a tidy, quiet player, a bit like Wainwright when he came in uh, at six, just one of those players who's a, a little bit of a dog, likes to just do everything and does everything at 100%. Um, I absolutely love him. I think he's been so superb for Cardiff this season. Um, whether he gets in this squad... Uh, we don't. I don't know, but if it was up to me, I would be putting him in my squad. I just I like his doggedness, um, and it's it could be something we we need in going into these games, especially if you know you can have Wayne Wright at eight, and you don't know who's going to be playing seven now that Jack Morgan's out. I you know he, he could be a, a nice little option to just keep everything together because there's no real outstanding candidate at six at the moment, and he has been outstanding for the Blues so. 
if like I said, if you are wondering why he's on this on this list and you don't you think I'm mad for putting him on there or thinking that he could get in, please just keep an eye on him next time you see him play for the blues and you'll actually start noticing that he is just absolutely everywhere. He just tackles everything. He's always carrying, always a nuisance at, at jackal time. And yeah, former under twenties captain, so he's got all that leadership qualities, got those high standards that he sets for themselves for himself. And um yeah, I look forward to seeing how he progresses in the future. If he manages to bulk up and put an extra bit of size on, um, yeah, he is going to be a problem for people. So, yeah, my last but one is Alex Mann. I'm a bit of a fanboy of him, if you can't tell already. But, uh, yeah, Alex Mann. And finally, I would imagine that a few people who have got to this far in the list are wondering when this guy's going to pop up. So, obviously, I thought I'd save him till last. Keep you listening. Um, and that is Emmanuel Faye Wabozo. There is a lot, a lot of hype about this dude. They're, everyone's wondering what he's going to do. Is he going to play for Wales? Is he going to play for England? But it seems like both countries want him to play for them. He's currently playing his trade in Exeter, where he's really nailed down a position, this uh, starting line position this season. Uh, Exeter have got a real sort of youth revolution going on there, and it's going really well. Dav Jenkins, one of our own captain. And... Um, yeah, Fiwa Bozo has been brilliant. I've I've only seen a few games of him, and literally every game I've watched him, he's improved on the last game. Um, the last game I watched, he was a man of the match against Bristol, scored a lovely try, set up basically another one by just uh, a lovely run and beating defenders, literally just come up short of the line. He seems to absolutely destroy people in his carries now which is something he's really bringing into his game more and more he's a absolutely a unit at six foot one but he's just so hench but is this is this explosiveness that's uh impressive and it's just his maturity and like i said he seems to be getting better and better there seems to be a lot of talk around who he's going to play for who he's going to declare for because both wales and england want him but um, And he's been quite ambiguous about it, but I think he's being just smart and keeping his options open. He doesn't want to say that I, I'm only playing for Wales and then England Wales don't come in and England do. And then he sort of looks like maybe a bit like an idiot. I think he's just keeping his options open, but I don't see how Wales aren't going to come in. To me, he's from Cardiff. He's a Cardiff boy. He just couldn't get into Cardiff Uni because of his grades, I guess. And um, that's why he ended up going and ending up in commentary with London Wasps because he had to go to university in a different area. That is the only reason why he isn't playing for Cardiff right now. He has actually had a game for Cardiff. Um, so I think he says he's been approached, but he wouldn't say by who. It's got to be Wales, surely. Like Gatlin doesn't miss a trick when it comes to players like this. He is a potential game breaker and a potential future star at 21. Like, He's just got all of the um, attributes that you want from a, wing, a winger. And like I, like I said, when, when I was talking about Cameron Winnett, Cameron Winnett, the back three is pretty chock-a-block. Um, and, you know, you've got the likes of Reece Samet, who's 100% going to have his spot. And then probably it's going to be a battle with Rio Dyer and Josh Adams for the wings or something like that. Josh Adams has had a lot of injuries this season, currently injured at the moment, um, and who knows if there's going to be room for someone on that wing position. I think that they're going to bring Faye Wabozo into the team, and even if they're not 
designing on having him starting and stuff, I think we're at least going to see him on the bench and get him that cap and sort of lock him in. I don't see it going any other way. If it wasn't for the the likes of Mason Grady having such a crazy year, which he might find himself on the wing if Josh Adams is injured, then I would say Waboza would be straight in. Um, I think he showed that much ability. And it's a new, young sort of time of young players in Wales at the moment. So, you know, I think it's just... It would be mental if we let a player who I think and I assume wants to play for Wales. I think it would be mental if we don't just make a point of wrapping him up now and saying, right, we want you, give him his cap, get him involved in the squad. And then... um, yeah, England can keep their grubby paws off him. So hopefully that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a real exciting squad selection in the next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Once we get the squads out, I will dig into it and we can have a chat and see how close I was with some of these players. I don't think I'm going to have a massively high hit rate, but you know I'm throwing some names out there that have impressed uh, me this season already and some players I think deserve an opportunity. So... Um, That's all from me. I will catch you on the next one.